1: Lovely listeners and welcome to another episode of Card Slingers Coast to Coast. Um, and if you're confused that it's not Melissa's voice you're hearing at the top of the episode, um, it's okay. Um, it's Hillary. Um, And we are recording yet another episode um, without Melissa because she needs to tend to her health. Um, We swear we have not taken over the podcast or taken it away from her. We're just giving her a little space and time to heal. Um, And I'm sure she will have words for us um, if she wanted to participate in this episode and didn't. Um, But if that happens, we'll just record another episode and it'll be all good. (laughs)
0: <laughs> totally.
1: So, um, so today's episode, um, we are grabbing from the mailbag and answering another listener question. And we're going to try and make it short and sweet because, you know, we want to make our producer, <laughs> producer Kendra happy and not, you know, completely ramble and go on for hours and hours. Um, so Jamie, what is our listener question for today?
0: righty. So this one was from a bucket of questions from one listener. However, I really liked and I thought this could be fun for storytelling. This is from our listener, Elle, and they wanted to know have you ever hit a block mid-reading? <coughs> oh yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Um all the time um <laughs> while on Zoom. Uh you know while while person, on the phone. <laughs> in person
1: on the phone yeah. in a mall in a coffee house in a <laughs> with your family
0: present no um but we, we figured this would probably be a good episode to record because i'm sure melissa has never had this issue no, uh, it's only you know me and hillary and maybe 99 of the rest of the tarot reading world but not melissa no no, no. she's she's perfect
1: Far beyond reproach. Yes. Yes. <laughs> um, I think there was more to the listener question um, that I wanted to cover about us being swear bears, which I found to be pretty hysterical. If you wanted to talk a little bit about that.
0: <laughs> sure. So A actually or she at this point, um, please it when her eight-year-old isn't in the car because of all the fuck bombs or f bombs. She put F, but I said fuck bombs. And then she goes home and can't wait to read her cards. So yeah. This is for
1: you. And we apologize for our swear bear nature. And we're sorry that you can't listen with your, your eight year olds. Um, I, I actually heard that from, um, a viewer that watches my, um, Friday Mm -hmm. night lives and she watches with her kid and they both like read Oracle cards together and tarot cards together. And, um, I still don't censor myself and I like, I kind of apologized, but at the same time, I'm just like, now I'm like self-conscious about it, which then interrupts the flow of what I'm trying to say. So like, sorry, not sorry. Um, I'll I'll try, I'll try and say, cover your ears before I say this, but yeah,
0: I mean, you know, we are human and sometimes we use the podcast event you know, about um, some of the topics, because sometimes being a reader, especially in public <laughs> and in it's a fucking, fucking pandemic, weird, it, it can be <laughs> weird. It can be hard. It can be strange. And, you know, we're, we are the real deal here, you know, the three of us, you know, and sometimes we want to expose the CD underbelly, so to speak of, you know, what happens when clients, you know, bad talk you know say, say have words with us no no matter what the topic is. So and 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 by the way if you're awful to a tarot reader we do
1: talk to each other. We will warn other tarot yep. readers about you if you come at us with disrespect or treat us like the hired help or you know treat us like a dancing monkey, we will talk about you with other readers in order to protect our colleagues. Just So, you know, (laughs) anyway, tonight's episode, though, is about what to do when, first of all, does that happen? Do you have that drawing a blank moment during a reading? Absolutely, freaking Yes, we do. And also, what tips do we have to kind of get around it, get through it? Sometimes one of the tips is don't read the damn card if you're drawing a blank. Sometimes it's going back to it, so um yeah let's let's talk about times where we've drawn a blank though. Can you remember a time, Jamie?
0: Oh yeah, there's to me, there's a couple of different mid reading freezes um the first one is you legitimately look at the card and nothing comes and that happened one year when I was at a um a, a, a New Year's Eve party <laughs> where. I for my New Year's Eve parties, I'll sometimes do a standard reading, like what do you need to let go from X year? So for coming up for winter, that would be what do you need to let let go from 2021? Or What lesson from 2021, you know, can you say goodbye to or bring with you in 2022? God, I can't believe I'm fucking saying. Yeah, we were just talking
1: about um, upcoming episodes and Jamie was just like, so for upcoming episodes for 2022, we should, I'm just like, that's not a thing. Yeah. That's not real. Come on.
0: (laughs) So, so yeah. So what can you let go from previous year? What um, should you take in to this new year? And then like, what's your theme or your goal for this next year or first quarter, however you want to look at it, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I remember, um, a person came in, they sat down, decided, Hey, that three card sounds pretty fun. And the first card made sense. The second card didn't. And the third card made sense. <laughs> so I sit there. Right in the middle, right in the middle. Yeah, literally nothing. In, I got yeah, nothing. And, and so I, I sit there. Sometimes I'll take a break when this happens. Sometimes I will take a sip of water. I mean, this is helpful if you're with a client or sometimes it's helpful with yourself to take a break. Just literally, I don't get this. Walk away, come back.
1: Or take a breath or mm-hmm. take a conscious breath with the client If you happen to be like live with the client, it's just like, okay, let's take a breath both together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold at the top. Let's breathe out. And, and even in that one moment, there's like a little bit of a shift there or a little bit of room mm-hmm. where you start to, okay, well, it could mean this. All right. Yep. And it, it kind of like the breath helps to get it like,
0: Circulating a little bit again, yeah. but in this particular instance, I truly was not getting anything about this card. Even after I took breaths, even after I named the take cards, a sip, take a breath, know, nothing, still shit. Yes, nothing <laughs> came up, and I'm like, I, I I will default sometimes in this case to you name the card because that is one way of reading the card is to literally you know read the title off or something you know, and. If that doesn't help break through, I can say that here's the dictionary definitions of from 50 different people on what this card means. However, I don't know how it fits into your story. And mm-hmm. in some cases, I will say this isn't for me to figure out. Maybe this is a card you need to look at and, and figure out what it's it's coming to you. Because sometimes mm-hmm. that does happen. Sometimes when I'm with clients at events, Sometimes the cards speak to me and I make mental notes of it. And then I tell them, okay, I, you know, thank you. Sometimes they'll even say, I'm done. I don't want to be used next reading. (laughs) And -hmm. and then you, Mm -hmm. you know, you, you swap decks. But in some cases, they are for your client. And maybe it's your client's eyes only. In those cases, I'll be like, or here's what I'm going to tell you. This may or may not be true. I want you to take a picture of this particular card or the whole reading. And I want you to sit, meditate on it or think about it because. get nothing yeah and that is scary that is very scary
1: it's like it's like tarot's almost playing keep away Mm -hmm. with with the message but because the message isn't for us it's for you or it's for the client and like and it's just like okay but tarot so you you have almost like this inner monologue going with the cards or with the tarot or with the spirit of tarot basically like but oh, but sir, <laughs> oh, but tarot, madam. I am here to madam, madam, madam I please, you, please yes. unlock the secrets of the tarot. <laughs> um, because they're here for a reading through me. Mm-hmm. So if you are holding out on, on me, I can't give this reading to the client. And they're just like, hey, that's, 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 that's nice. Um, this it's is tough. like, like, t- t- yeah, tough titties, you know, like, give va- you,
0: you know, the middle fingers, both of them while they're laughing and saying, right, Fuck exactly.
1: Off. Double deuces, you know, like this is something for the client alone to, to figure out or take with them or almost their, their homework or, or an unraveling or whatever, especially when it's like the high priestess card or the hierophant card or sometimes mm-hmm. the strength card. And it's just like, Oh, you rotten little, you know, like You, you, and you want to like rail against it, but at the same time, it's like, it's almost this ironclad, like, nope, not telling kind of feeling you get, um, when you draw a blank, sometimes it's drawing a blank and you're just drawing a blank. And sometimes it is that kind of like lockdown, (laughs) like, nope, steel doors, privacy walls. You're like not getting to the, the nugget. 30 years, 30, yeah,
0: 30 or 40 years of studying the cards and different perspectives. And all of a sudden you can't remember what this major arcana meant or, you know, the minor, minor or, court or whatever. Yeah. I find for me, sometimes the court cards are where I usually get these mid blanks. And it's like, mm. it's sometimes it's related to the, the idea that, you know, is it the per, is it, you know, are you talking about the sitter, you know, your querent? Are you talking mm-hmm. the client? Are you talking about somebody around that client? Or something completely random. You know, sometimes mm-hmm. it's you know, if if the other cards around your reading aren't very clear, or they themselves aren't, you know, you get you get this weird second guessing of your gut.
1: Yeah, but um, like it's kind of a muddled kind of energy. And then when I start to get into that, especially if I'm drawing a blank, um, and I start to say things, and I feel like I'm guessing. Rather than reading the cards, that's when I stop, do what Jamie suggested before, take a sip of water, take a nice deep breath, um, and then I'll I'll look at the surrounding cards. So this is a a tip if you do get stuck in the middle of a reading is look at the context, look at the surrounding cards, go back to the question as well. Like, what is the real context of this reading? You know, if it's coming out of left field, well, maybe it is supposed to be out of left field. And maybe it's supposed to be contrary because it's trying to answer another aspect of the question that was asked, or maybe it's trying to answer um, a related question or situation mm-hmm. that's having an impact on the sitter's question. So um, sometimes it can get muddled all on its own. And sometimes it's like a lockdown. Nope, you the client has to figure this out in their own space and time. Um, as for Times where this has happened to me, there's too many to name. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> like I can't think of one particular um, reading that this has happened, but oh yes, it's happened. It's yeah. happened so many times that I can't think of one specific example. Um, but when I was reading uh, a Celtic cross for someone the, um, the relationships position, um, Mm -hmm. I was focused on and it was, it was about a relationship. So usually I will focus on that position just to see, okay, like what's going on here. And it was just like the weirdest card. I can't even remember what card it was that came up in that, in that position. And I'm just like, I don't know what to make of this. All right. Let's go back one, um, which is another example, like not just looking at the context around the cards or the surrounding cards, like, okay, go back to the position that you were reading before. Like if you're, if you're getting stumped, either go backward, skip, go forward. Mm -hmm. You know, like there's no rule to say that you can't come back to a yeah. card if it's not making sense to you, because maybe it's not supposed to make sense to you in that mm-hmm. moment, but it might make sense to you once you get to like the final outcome position. And then you're just like, okay, let me circle back. Oh, all right. Yep. This Here's is the reason. Fits
0: in. Yeah.
1: Right. It's almost like, um, it's almost like doing uh, a jigsaw puzzle and finding the corners, mm-hmm. you know, in order to be able to go back to the middle Man, and that's make exactly- sense of the middle.
0: That's how exact, that's, yeah, I put jigsaw puzzles together, the physical ones together all the time. You get the borders first and then you start filling in the middle,
1: mm-hmm. you know,
0: make your make your boundary for your readings, you know, that can be answering the question or like Hillary said, get to the heart of the matter. Mm-hmm. I think one thing that I want to put a caveat into, I mean, cause this is another good tip for these style of, you know, like mid reading blocks, um, Don't rush in to pull an extra card, a.k.a. clarifier card. Oh, boy. Because otherwise it'll be
1: all clarifying.
0: Yeah, it's you know, it's like the saying turtles all the way down or turtles all the way up. You know, um, (laughs) sometimes clarifier cards don't help, (laughs) especially when it's that issue where, you know, um, you're not really supposed to be the messenger. The person at the table is supposed to look at the card and be their own reader, so to speak. And I've, I've I've done it both ways. Sometimes clarifiers. Oh, hey, okay, so this is how this fits in. And then there's the times where we're like, well, shit, this extra card made it worse. this. Yeah, <laughs> you, you you like you muddle it. You fucking just you're like, God, fucking, you know, God damn it, I am good at this. I swear, I really am good at this. I I do know the cards, but sometimes you know the cards don't want you to to you know. Be the psych messenger or the, the delivery person they're like, Okay, I'm going to do this reading. And I've done readings for people I've never met or even friends where I just lay down the cards. I look at them and I'm like, Do I need to explain anything out of here? And they're like, Nope, I get it all. I, I <laughs> loud and clear. And then we can either talk about that or we turn the reading into a solution based thing or you know, roadblock based, depending on you know, how they're like, Nope, you don't need to say anything about these cards.
1: Yeah. Um another tip for um mid-reading slump or mid-reading block um, is go back to that card um, in the in the same vein as saying the card out loud or saying the mm-hmm. name or the title of the card out loud say the name of the uh, or, or title of the card out loud and then kind of do a soft gaze and wait and see which symbol in the card Rises up to the surface, like what is the first thing that you notice about the card, that symbol can be an indication of how it wants to be read or what the connotation or context um, or interpretation of that card could mean in this particular situation in this particular reading, And You know, like uh, one time I was like stumped by, I think the high priestess and I was just like, well, what is this supposed to mean in relation to this? And then I looked and the particular depiction of the high priestess in the deck that I was using had um, her bare foot was on top of the crescent moon. Mm -hmm. And I was just like, and that's where my eye went to first. So I was just like, master. for, for some reason, I got this download of like mastery of intuition, like that barefoot and that that, you know, on top of the moon to me was just like mastering your intuition, going back to your intuition, stop using sounding boards, you know? And so mm-hmm. I was just like, well, you know, I'm looking at this and I was blocked on this before, but this is the first symbol that's really standing out to me from this card and it makes me think that you've been using people as a sounding board mm-hmm. um, for their own opinions or whatever because you're not sure of yourself, you know and you're not sure if you can trust what your own intuition or opinion is on the situation. is that is that correct? And it was. So then I continued from there. So you can see how that would be um, a good tool or a good like Mm -hmm. starting point if you do have a block is using the symbology of the tarot. And it's always interesting to me when that happens, because the symbol that I'm usually drawn to is usually a symbol that is not typically on that particular card in like the tra- mm-hmm. tra- traditional Rider
0: Waite Smith deck. Or it's so obscure to us, or, you know, it's yeah, like, because, yeah. because we're so, you know, we skim the cards all the time. And like on the three of cups on the Rider Waite Smith version, you get the pumpkin with the gourd and everything. But yet some of us are looking at like body parts, like the way a hand is particularly raised or something, because for some reason that's the message that comes out
1: Right. Or the quirk of an eyebrow or, you know, body
0: language
1: or Or where the gaze is.
0: Yeah. Yeah. The background sometimes. One of the things that I will also do when I have a mid reading is I, I, I ask questions to the client. So I'll say, you know, what do you think of this image? Mm -hmm. You know, where does, you know, what symbol stands out to you? And that, you know, this, this can happen in like clients that kind of give you more of a coldish type of reading where they give you a question or they, you know, you, you get a small vibe of what's going on, but for some reason you feel that it's not all truthful or all there. Mm. And when you invite them to step into their own reading, that's when shit gets real and they open up. And sometimes when you ask them the questions, the cards really do open up to you at that point and you have a better reading. Mm-hmm.
1: And I especially enjoy it when um, you start to engage the clients and um, because I'll usually, like some, There, I mean, like you were saying, different types of clients. So some clients are just like, no, just tell me what you see. I'm not going to give you a lot of information because I just want to see everything that comes yeah. up from the card. Um, but I, I love when those readings get to the point where it's just like, now I'm really interested. So do you want to share a little bit more? Do you want to tell me what the situation's mm-hmm. about? Not because, not because I think I'm not accurate, but because like now my curiosity is picked and I really want to like know what this is about. And they're just like, oh, okay, well, you know, it's this, the, you know, and I'm like, okay, well now I can target this a little bit more um, and give you a little bit more information because now you've given me a little more information and we can really start to like narrow down what these cards mean in this particular situation for you. And that's not a client giving away or giving you the answers or you're not suddenly doing your job as a tarot reader. It becomes really a collaborative conversational style of reading in which both intuitions are activated Mm -hmm. and the common language is the tarot
0: between you. That's my favorite type of reading are these collaborative ones because, because I I learn so much from clients. Like they'll point out stuff that I've never seen in the cards. They get engaged with it. And, and then you get this wonderful dialogue about where, you know, the, the thing they're coming to you and it's more targeted. I mean, I, I don't mind cold, what we call cold readings, which is when somebody just says, read the cards, tell me what I need to know type mm-hmm. of thing. But I mm-hmm. really think the power of tarot is combining the the um, synthesia and mm-hmm. um, collaboration, as well as in the intuitive stuff from all parties involved to create these fantastic solutions or uncoverings about ourselves.
1: Yeah absolutely you know, and that's
0: you know the joy of reading for either yourself or anybody else you know i mean the, the you know yeah i've frozen mid reading for my myself and i've pulled books off the shelf and pretended that my friends like liz worth or you know even melissa are there feeding me the information
1: Right. And I, I especially love when you have, um, people that have strong, such strong voices where it's, it's literally like I'm hearing (laughs) their voice as I'm reading. Um, and I'm adding, I'm peppering my peppering in my own bitch. You know what you need to do.
0: (laughs) Yep. Yep. (laughs) Let me slap you around a little bit. It's like the mem, the dump him mem that we see yes. with all the tarot cards spelled out. I actually gave a reading to that to a friend like two years ago, and it was crazy. I was like, do I need to say more? And she's like, no, I get this. However, we added, she had other questions, so we built more cards in, but it was a literal dump him and, you know, out of six cards. And it was just hilarious how, you know, the, the conversation went, but we got some good information out of it, so even if it's you know sounding stereotypical, you know you can still gleam and get good information from those, right?
1: And I mean, like, um, I I know we sound glib when we talk about love reading sometimes because it just happens to be one of those things that we get asked a lot. You know, like should yeah. I should I like should I take him back? Is he coming back? Is she coming back? Are they coming back? Yes, and. You know, it would, it would upset me, you know, those kind of readings um, until, you know, I consulted with Melissa and her book, you know, her, her first book, um, Kitchen Table Tarot. <laughs> <to change. laughs> um, but you know, and she said this to me directly too. It's just like, it's not the person, it's not that you want that person back, it's you want the person that you were when you were with that person. And I'm just like, do we, you know, like yep. Um, that, you know, little bit of that kernel of compassion that we talk about a lot in this podcast. Um, Remember that for your clients and also remember that for yourself when you're getting into this, mindset or this rut of, oh, I'm not getting anything. I'm getting blocked. It's not coming to me. This one card is not making sense. Like we're giving you these techniques of the deep breath or the take a sip of water or skip it if you need to, um, in a way to facilitate compassion for yourself too because if yes. you're if you're berating yourself about that, um you're just not gonna get the solution um even if the card is meant to say something um even if the card isn't deliberately blocking you um if you're scolding and berating yourself like, "Oh, I'm so stupid, I'm so stupid, you know, like you're definitely not going to get the meaning of the card because you're not gonna be relaxed enough to be able to get the or unlock the um you know, the blockage. Um, So just remember, you know, be compassionate with yourself when that happens because believe me, it has happened to both Jamie and myself. We have had those moments with paying clients where we've been stuck on a card and we we survived and so will you.
0: Yes, we have. (laughs) I think that's a great place to stop. So I'm going to end the recording. Thank you everybody for listening. Hope we helped you. And everybody, except for maybe Melissa, hits blocks during bid readings and there's mm-hmm. a lot of types out there yep yep so
1: and keep those questions coming because we love yes. to hear them and we love to answer them yes bye
0: thank you so much for joining us uh at Cardslingers coast to coast you can check out more episodes at cardslingerscc.podbeam.com and please send us your questions at cardslingerscc at gmail.com we'll see you next time <laughs> back.